Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today we're visiting with our friends from the city of Brainerd. We have Brainerd City Administrator Jennifer Bergman with us today and also Brainerd City Engineer Paul Sandy. Folks, welcome back to Community Focus. Hi, Ken. Hi, Tess. Thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Our yeah. pleasure. Yeah, uh, so Jennifer, maybe we'll start with you. Uh, first of all, i got to say that was a fun sesquicentennial celebration, wasn't it? No. It sure was. I, I cannot tell you how much fun that was. We had 26 events oh that gosh. week. Wow. Isn't that unbelievable? Yes. And I really just want to give a big, big thank you to our community partners because we could not have pulled this off. In 2020, we weren't even sure if we were going to have one. Yeah. And then decided in April, and our community partners just helped us pull this big celebration together. So big thank you. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I think it was fun for everyone involved. And (laughs) and the folks that showed up for the events had a lot of fun, too. Sure hope so. We did. So now what are we focusing on as we head through the month of October? So for a lot of people, September is fall. Mm -hmm. For most local units of government, September is budget. Ah. (laughs) So it is budget time. Um, By the end of September, the city did have to set their preliminary levy. Mm -hmm. We set ours at a 2% levy increase. So the final levy will be adopted in December, by the end of December. And the final levy can be lower but not higher than that 2% increase. So we were pretty proud of a, a yeah. 2% increase. So That's good. Yeah. 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 Try to keep that down. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. Uh, Jennifer, I know when we talked to you at the beginning of the year, you were talking about uh, the city charter <laughs> and updating that. Where are we in that process? Now? So, you know, that the charter was, was really an interesting document to read. Um, much of the language very outdated. In fact, it referenced the appointment of watchmen, Oh, yes. Licensing of showmen. What? Yeah. (laughs) Suppressing houses of ill fame. Oh, wow. (laughs) And regulating telegraphs. Oh, my gosh. That would have been a very funny thing to read, I think, (laughs) in some points, you know? So the Charter Commission really has been working hard for the last year. Um, They continue to work on that. We've actually reduced the charter from 47 pages down to 22 and really focusing on the importance um, of operating the city of Brainerd. So they continue to meet and and just like to let people know it is an important thing to stay tuned to because the charter is what created our city and will continue to govern our city so yeah just important is there a a timeline or is or do we know this is going to take a while because it is so outdated i think that the charter commission will potentially wrap up this review by the end of the year oh okay yeah cool very good wow all right um I know uh, during the pandemic, there has been help, economic development assistance uh, and so on because of businesses being strapped for help and and because of the pandemic. Uh, what's the update there? So a couple of things, I think, going on with that. Um, the America Rescue Plan, uh, cities and counties received an allocation of funding uh, from the federal government. The city of Brainerd is going to get a total of about $1.4 million. Oh, wow. We got our first, what they are calling a tranche, of about $700,000. And now the city council really needs to dig in to figure out how and what they're going to spend those funds on. Um, there are, they're governed by federal regulations, sure. so there are kind of boxes mm-hmm. that we need to use. Um, we can give assistance to households, small businesses, and nonprofits to aid 
um, impacted industries such as tourism, travel, um, and hospitality that were really impacted by COVID. There's also premium pay to eligible governor, government workers who were impacted by COVID and revenue replacement for cities and counties, and then to make necessary investments in water, sewer, or broadband. So the city council is going to be meeting on November 8th really to talk about those funds. We have to commit those funds by the end of uh, the year 2024, but we have until 2026 to spend them. So I think the council really wants to make sure they're taking a look at what they should be using those funds for. Interesting. Yeah. And then I think the other thing that's kind of interesting, too, we have an economic development authority, which is an arm of the city of Brainerd. And they're really looking at how we can help our businesses. And what they've decided to do is to release a request for proposal to solicit organizations who may be willing or able to help the city of Brainerd with uh, their economic development. So things such as marketing and business retention and recruitment and um, just funding. Can we can we tap into additional funds that may be able to help our businesses? So we're taking proposals uh, through the end of November, middle to the end of November. So if there's anybody out there that thinks they have those skills to provide the city with economic development services, we would encourage them to go take a look at our website and look at that proposal and see if it's something that they think they may have the ability to do. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So just go to your website. And That's right. Check out that proposal. There. Please do. Okay. Or of course, call us. All right. Um, and as you talked about the budget, now maybe I missed it, but when do they make that final decision, did you say? Is that December? Yes, it has to be set by the end of December. So it'll probably be that third meeting in December at the city council meeting. Very good. All right. Paul, is this a slow time of the year for you, or are you busy, busy, busy thinking about 2022 already? You know, Ken, we have um, – it is a, a transition time of year for us. So as we're wrapping up um, the construction projects here in 2021, we're already starting to think about what the plan is in 2022 and even in future years as our five-year capital improvement program, we keep adding that additional year on every year. So um, my staff is consistently looking at the plan and – And um, as we transition from finishing our 2021 projects out, my staff is already out surveying for next year's projects and getting things uh, ready to go for construction season in 2022. And are you close to wrapping up this year? We are. So um, some of the residents in Southeast Brainerd uh, probably saw the pavers out on uh, Friday and Saturday this week. Um, They're wrapping up all of our – we had about 30 blocks of resurfacing and reconstruction that we did in southeast Brainerd. Um, That was uh, um, like uh, Chicago Avenue, Madison Street, a lot of streets that were in in very bad disrepair that were getting uh, fixed up here this summer. So um, as we're wrapping up those projects, um, you know, and and we're transitioning in our street department to – putting on plow equipment, and uh, this week we actually started street sweeping. So um, as the leaves fall off the trees, uh, we like to sweep those up before the first snow. So yeah. We were saying before we went on the air, too, one year ago when you guys were here, uh, how many inches was of snow? Uh, it was between 10 and 12 inches, Jeez. and we, we, we were street sweeping at that time, and none of the plows were on, none of the sanders were on, and we had to transition very quickly to snow removal, and then we had quite the mess to clean up in the springtime with all the leaves that got covered up by yep. snow. So. It's sure. crazy. Sure. <laughs> it is crazy. Yeah. None of that in the forecast, just so you all know right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, 
Uh, I know part of the sesquicentennial was the Memorial Park uh, kind of grand opening uh, celebration. Uh, tell us how where that is and, and how it all stands right now. Yeah, so um, the Memorial P- uh, Park project is considered substantially complete. We have a punch list of items for the contractor to kind of wrap up here before the winter season, but that building is uh, basically completely done. The hockey rinks are all striped. Um, as you know, they're kind of a joint-purpose hockey rink, so hockey in the wintertime, and then we have pickleball courts and a basketball court for summer use. And so those are all ready to go. Uh, the grass is growing. The grass is very green. We were mm-hmm. um, very uh, pleasantly surprised after the very dry summer we had. Um, most of the grass on not only our street projects, but that Memorial Park project, it came in absolutely beautifully. Uh, the rain hit at the exact right time. And <laughs> that's one thing that always kind of lags on these projects is we seed them late in the year and we get into the winter months and the grass doesn't grow. And then we're kind of babysitting the next spring and the next uh-huh. summer to try to get the growth back to where it was or to be you know, acceptable by the public mm-hmm. because that's really the... You can build the nicest street in the world, but if you have a bunch of weeds and things in your boulevard, it's the thing that can really um, put a bad taste in, in, the, in the public's mouth because yeah. that, that really makes a project look nice. Okay. Hmm. Yep. Um, so uh, I know there's a – is the splash pad basically ready to go? This is not the time of the year to test <laughs> it out, but uh, it, it is ready to go for next year? Yep, yep. So um, talking with the uh, the splash pad committee, they um, they wanted to hold a grand opening next year. So it's what we're kind of planning on. Um, there's some donor-related items that we're still working on. Um, the presence of COVID has kind of um, uh, pushed a lot of items that we ordered on back order and things. And so they really wanted a complete and, and recognize all the donors that put in over $100,000 into that splash pad. Yeah. And so, um, you know, today we're receiving the picnic tables. Uh, we have some memorial benches. Uh, there's a column with uh, a plaque for all the donors that needs to get installed yet. Mm. And so that'll all happen here uh, before the end of the year here. And um, then for the grand opening uh, come uh, May. So the, towards the end of May is what they're kind of anticipating for a grand opening event. Wow. Let's hope we don't have snow then, too. <laughs> no, no kidding. Crossing wow. our fingers. Wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, as long as we're talking about Memorial Park, how about other park projects? Anything else we should know about? Yeah. So um, – since I uh, took the parks under um, kind of the reign of the public work structure, we've um, had a very good conversations with the park board on what they kind of see the future of our parks looking like. Um, and that led us into what we're calling design standards. And that is, um, you know, making sure that our buildings, you know, have the same type of materials on siding and look mm-hmm. and shingles and mm-hmm. anything we do for a maintenance project. We're trying to be consistent with what we're doing so that it makes it easier on our maintenance staff. Um, it, it kind of steers us towards a brand for our parks. Um, you know, we have kind of a hodgepodge of colors and a hodgepodge of siding types and a hodgepodge of, of everything. And so we're really trying – this document will steer us in a direction where everything is kind of standardized across the board so that when we're ordering paint, we can order, you know, 20 gallons of the same color. And mm-hmm. that way um, the guys know what uh, the, the type is supposed to be, what the color is. And uh, as we focus more on maintenance of our parks, you know, we, st- we stepped away from programs so that um, the community organizations can run those and do a very good job of that. And we're really focused on making our parks a, sp- a space where people want to be. And that's, 
um, really what the park board's been concentrating on. Um, they've been working on a master plan for Lum Park, which is incorporating these standards, um, really uh, looking to the future. So uh, next year we have some projects slated for Kiwanis Park uh, that includes a remodel of the uh, bathroom building, siding, um, the uh, pavilion structure, getting a facelift, and just kind of you know upgrading that park to the new standard and uh, so that people can start uh, realizing what most everything is going to look like and and start giving the park board feedback about you know what they would like changed or because um, that's a it's a live document yeah. right you know yeah. as we do improvements we want to hear from the public and and really um, get their feedback on what they want things sure. to look like too Absolutely. you know park board is far, five members mm-hmm. and um, but they really are open to hearing what the community wants that's and I good. think they're really focused on investing in our parks in the yeah. next five years. So I, I think, you know, with Paul's leadership, really focusing in on a capital plan and looking at how we can improve our parks. Yeah. And I think every time there's a survey uh, of residents, green space remains very important. Sure exactly. Yeah. Yep. Sure yeah. does. So that's wonderful. All right. Well, we kind of talked about this a little bit uh, at the beginning, but uh, uh, for our listeners, how do you uh, kind of look at what's up next on the uh, on the on the th- on the horizon when it comes to streets and improvements? Uh, there's a process involved, isn't there, Paul? Yeah, there really is. So um, this summer we had two interns that um, one was a return after about uh, he's been here for three years now, um, but we go through and we rate all of our streets, and that is based on. Um, looking at uh, potholes and cracking and all these things, and it basically comes to a score. And the higher the score, the better. It's a score of zero to four, and a lot of our streets that we've redone recently are between three and a half and four. Once we start seeing streets get into the one and a half to two and a half range, that's when we really start thinking about putting them on a five-year plan. Um, we try to get them by. If we can't fit them in a certain year, we'll do some preventative maintenance, some large patches, some crack sealing, some seal coating to try to push that life down the road a little bit because mm-hmm. really um, we can, you know, on average we try to replace two miles of street a year. Uh, Brainerd has about 80 miles of streets. And so that's that's a 40-year lifespan of our pavement. So we really need to focus on maintaining the pavements so that we can push them to that 40-year mark and then start thinking about reconstruction, resurfacing, because that's when those scores start really dropping off and then the public perception of the streets starts, you know, um, you know, reducing property values and that kind of thing. So um, we, we rate our streets and then we start looking at how do we fit them in to a program uh, five years out, you know, even looking at seven, eight years. So yeah. as those pavements start coming in there, we can start addressing them as, as we need to. That being said, what's on the docket then for next year? Hints, hints. <laughs> You're right, right. So uh, we're going to be doing a, a pretty large project in North Brainerd. It's between 17 and 20 blocks, and it includes the two-block segment uh, of North 6th Street up to Gregory Park. Uh, part of that's a one-way. Um, it includes North 3rd Street, which kind of goes by the hospital uh, from Washington up to the hospital. Juniper Street, uh, basically from one end of North Brainerd to the other end, so uh, from 2nd to 10th. And then North 7th on the east side of Gregory Park. Um, A lot of those streets, we did a whole bunch of work in North Brainerd back in uh, around 2009, 2008, 2009. Those streets still have the original concrete underneath them from about 1910. Wow. And so um, removal of all that concrete um, and redoing the streets, upgrading, upsizing some of the storm sewer. We have some flooding problems up there. 
And so uh, those are the streets that we're going to be kind of uh, picking on here next year and uh, hopefully holding some public meetings here shortly to get the feedback from the residents on what they would like to see for pedestrian improvements and things like that. So Fascinating. Neat. It never <laughs> stops, does it? Never stops. <laughs> never does. Always looking yeah. forward. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's a good thing because, like you say, these streets are not going to last forever, so you have to have a plan. For exactly. sure. And, yeah. and Ken, if I may, and Tess, just 15 seconds here, just a reminder <laughs> that in 2025, MnDOT is expecting to redo Washington Street. Right. Oh it is incredible. From Pine Shores all the way to Baxter Drive. So it is incredibly important for people to comment. Um, MnDOT is taking comments, and, and so please let your voice be heard. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good. And I believe uh, if we go to the MnDOT website, we can find that fairly easy, easily, or is there a link still on the Brainerd uh, website? Do you know? I believe there's still a link on the Brainerd website, but if you just Google uh, MnDOT Highway 210 reconstruction, you'll find it. It's going to be one of the first links that pops up. Sounds good. Hey, folks, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Jennifer Bergman is the Brainerd City Administrator. Paul Sandy is the Brainerd City Engineer. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be found anytime. They're right on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also pick them up on our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.